to our bonus episode of Into the Fray. I'm your host, Austin Neil Gregory. This is our bonus episode this week to give you a bit of a break in content from our Galatians study. Today, we dive into the mind and life of Charlie Banks. Charlie is an incredible teenager who has really demonstrated well what it means to have a servant's heart in your local church, as well as through his podcast called The Young Minds Podcast, really cultivated a love for the everyday people who make up the local church. What I love about Charlie is his desire to get to know and share the stories of people who are not always behind the pulpit, but really make up the rest of the body of the church. And in this episode today, I just get to know where Charlie came from, his heart behind the different ministries he's involved in, and really just seek to encourage him on this journey he is on. If you have not done so yet, take a minute as you're listening and rate this podcast in your podcast feed, whether that's Apple or Spotify. Also, click the links in the description to follow our Facebook page and Instagram. Along with that, this is a podcast by The Bridge Church. Our goal is to provide resources for you on your walk with Jesus. So check out our website, also listed below. There we will have links to the podcast as well as some blog posts that we've been turning out consistently. Right now we have a four-part series on hell on our blog right now. We cover our, the four differing views the church has on hell, and I gave my best effort to examine them, appreciate them, and help us develop a better view of hell that is more in line with Scripture. Along with that, thank you for listening. Enjoy this episode of Into the Fray with me, Austin L. Gregory, and our incredible guest today, Charlie Banks. To it, man. Sweet. Uh, so your youth pastor is Noah Blunt. Yes, it is. he is. Mm-hmm. How long has he actually like been uh, your oh, youth gosh. pastor? Um, not long. I maybe a couple months. Um, it's not been that long, honestly. I can't really remember. I think it was maybe was it the new year that he started? I think it's been a while. Yeah. You know, because I remember, but I remember when they. Uh, started like when they were announcing that, you know, because they announced a few positions other than just a new youth pastor. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be Noah. It's gonna be Noah, and, and I knew it. It's like then there's his picture right there on the on the screen, and yeah. I was like, let's go. We're fixing to get a really good youth pastor. Not that Landon was not, because he was a great one. Yeah. Um, but it was just something to be a fresh new face, you know, to the youth pastor role, and I knew it'd be great because you know. He's still in college, and he is knows what we're experiencing as high schoolers and middle schoolers. Because he knows, because he just came out of it. Oh yeah, and that's been a pleasure, you know, to have him as a youth pastor. Yeah. Um, um, what? So, how long did you have the other guy, or what, um, were you under the under? Because I've you know been at Northside for maybe about it's close to two years now. Um, okay. So it was maybe uh around like maybe the first year i was there you know so maybe about a year um you know i think he he had been there for longer than that was there a um, difference in like the teaching teaching styles yeah. uh what were those um so one thing i noticed like for sure like with landon was like you go you know he'll get like really loud and then he'll go like really quiet you know <laughs> yep. and then um with like you know with noah what I like is, you know, he can make, say, like, a book. You know, we're going through Exodus right now. Mm-hmm. He can make those Old Testament books so interesting. You know, because some yeah. of the stuff you're just like, eh, you know, yeah. it, it's hard to understand, <laughs> right? Yeah. But, you know, he makes it so interesting, and it's easy to understand. You're like, oh, okay, that makes sense, totally. Like, yeah. I would not have gotten that if you didn't explain it. Um, but, you know, they are both great in their own ways. And Landon's actually gone on to be the Connections pastor now at Northside. Okay, what does Connections um, pastor do? So, you know, because we're having so many people come in like 
Lord's really using Northside for to grow our church. And so we were like, we need somebody to like bring these new people in and welcome them. So that's what he's doing. He's handling all that. Like if you're a new member, you sign a card, whatever, and you know, you get connected with him and he'll put you in a life group and get you where you needed to go into Northside. So yeah. you're not like confused. Okay. And where to go. Nice. And so all right. The what was your is that your dad? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your dad. What's his name? Chuck. Chuck. Yeah. Uh, I, we, he could have stayed in here. Yeah, I didn't it's even all think good. about that until after. No, that's all um, good. Let's talk about your family upbringing. Uh huh. Now, if there's any question I ask that's yeah. like off limits, I got you. We cut it, whatever. Yeah. Um, I have a tendency to get like really involved in people's hey, personal life. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, growing up, what was that like? What's I don't know your yeah. What was your family upbringing like? Mm, well, I probably have to start. You know, honestly. When it comes to family, probably start with the medical stuff when I was born. Let me tell you, that was that was something else because I am not like my birth is not normal whatsoever. <laughs> um, when I was I was supposed to be born in August, but I was born three months early in May. Um, okay, two pounds thirteen ounces. I could have fit in the palm of your hand if you did your hands like this. Yeah. Um, and I was you know I had all these medical problems. I don't even know half of what they are. Um, you know, just a shameless plug. You can go listen to my mom's episode on that because she yeah. knows more about that stuff than I do. You know, of course she does, right? You know, being my mom. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, it just, it's so crazy to me. I had all this stuff wrong, supposedly, but then, you know, they're like, the doctors are like, we see all this on his charts, but he's not showing any of it. Like, it's, it's like, I've got this one chart it's for another kid, and then there's your kid, and they don't match. It's like, see, that's the Lord right there. Like, yeah, it's crazy to me. Like you know, it's, and it's just crazy to think the Lord's been there all this time, and He was helping me just get through my, you know, being born, right? Yeah. And I mean, it was insane. Like I have a VP shunt back here, if you know what that is, that you know keeps um, spinal fluid like flowing throughout my head. And um, I've actually got this tube that goes all the way down right here, and it um, stretches as I grow. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. A lot of crazy stuff. But then, in in terms of. Like family upbringing, I actually did not grow up in church, you know, okay. um, and it was kind of an interesting thing. You know, my mom. Your grandma is she the one who invited you to Northside? Uh, no, it's actually my friends. Your friends. Uh huh. Okay. Yep. Yep. But my grandma went first. Like she had okay. been gone for That's a while, it. and um, you know, my um, and my mom, you know, she kept saying like for years, she's like, "I'll take you if you want to go," but she never forced me, which is, I would say, that's great. You know, don't. Don't force your kids into it. I mean, yes, get them there when they're really young, like because yeah. you want to start them there. But say if they're like six years old, you don't want to force them into something. And at least in my personal opinion, you don't want to. Yeah. You know, let them take that decision on their own. And so, you know, it just never happened. But then I had a friend, maybe I think it was like Halloween 2021, something like that, ironically. And um, he just was so open about his faith, and it blew me away. I was like, I've never heard a kid my age talk about this mm-hmm. so openly. And, you know, I was like, this is my way of getting, having a relationship with Jesus. Because I always wanted one. I, I believe so. I just didn't know how to start. Yeah. And then from there, I started talking with him, went to FCA, and then saved on Easter, and then baptized a week later. Okay. So, and then everything just happened from there. Yeah. So your your family didn't raise you in church. Nope. Uh, now... I would say they taught me some Christian values, though. Like, yeah. you know, of course, don't curse and, you know, don't use the Lord's name in vain, all that stuff. Yeah. But I was not raised in church, no. Okay. 
So did y'all have conversations growing up about like spirituality Not or really, anything? No. Nope. No? No. Wow. Okay. But now they're all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Now, now they're just like you know commonplace. Yeah. Um, which is great. That's really cool. Yeah. So FCA, what was that? I like we. I come from Lanier County. Mm-hmm. Our FCA was basically non-existent when I was in high yeah. school, and we were slowly trying to build it back up, but it was. It was, a, it was a huge mess. We never knew who was gonna like take over the thing, mm. and so that was our experience of FCA. Right. What was your experience? Because y'all have you go to lounge? Yeah, I go to lounge. Okay. And so there's a lot of kids that go to FCA. And, you know, it started in the Ox Gym, which is kind of a smaller area, but then I mean, at least this year, I've seen a lot more kids show up to FCA, and um, it has been an absolute blessing to see all these kids, you know, at 7.30 in the morning, yeah. you know, worshiping and getting a word right before school starts. You know, Noah sometimes show up to the um, to the um, huddles, which, you know, makes my day even better. Yeah. You know? um, but it's just like, oh, my gosh, like, there's all these kids at Lowndes. You know, I mean, it's a good size of the auditorium because we, we got moved into the um, theater because we mm-hmm. asked the principals. We were like, hey, can we... We're having more people come in. We're starting to run out of room. Can we move our um, space into the pack room or the PAC? And um, she said, sure. And one, it's so much more comfortable because there's actual seats in there. <laughs> yeah. Two, it was so awesome just to move in there, you know, because mm-hmm. um, the sound's better and everything's better. So you're getting a better worship experience and word experience um, and just all around better um, time with God, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been Do a you really think good experience. I started a Bible study when I was in. I think I was a freshman in high school mm-hmm. and started it stupid early in the morning. Like mm. it was like five thirty or six AM. What what? <laughs> uh because that was like the only time we could like figure out how to do it without mm-hmm. it like interfering with homeroom and all this stuff. Right. And I was super shocked at how many kids would be willing to get up that early. Really? And do a Bible study. And I think about like one of the things I think I talked to Noah about this too um, I know I talked to Kobe Tomlinson about it was yeah. we lower the standard of what it means to be a Christian mm-hmm. so we make it so easy that it doesn't challenge you in your life at all mm. my thought is if you make it so easy not that like there's one way to Jesus that's like Jesus has done all the work so you don't have to Yeah, that, that's true but when it comes to actually living out that daily life with Jesus, it's hard work. Mm-hmm. Like you taking up your cross isn't an easy thing. And I think that one of the traps we fall into in the West is that we make Christianity so easy that it has no impact on someone's life. And when we say things like just read a verse a day, mm-hmm. it's it's like telling someone to go to the gym. And just pick up a dumbbell and do yeah. one curl and then leave. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you could do that every day. That's not going to do anything to, like, your fitness. You actually have to challenge yourself for you to see any growth. Yeah. And I think with uh, what was shocking to me about even the young kids we have in our youth group here is they're actually way more hungry for that challenge because they, they want to – have a purpose in their life mm-hmm. i think when you you're like hey just get up at whatever time y'all y'all start which mm-hmm. is pretty early still yeah. like sunday school ain't starting that early no. and y'all are doing it right before school starts where they're going to have a long like what eight hour day yep. of midterms or you know whatever is going on in dramas with the school or whatever yep. 
y'all are saying, get up this early. We're going to start the day by worshiping. Mm-hmm. You're setting these kids up, I think, to be like, no, there's a purpose behind this, and it will have huge impacts on the rest of your life. Oh, 100%, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I love that. Man. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I'm trying to, you know, I was, I'm a part of the leadership team as well um, for FCA and trying mm-hmm. to plan things. And I don't know when, but, you know, Noah's going to probably be a part of speaking some one day. Nice. He's got to be, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and when it comes to, you know, because I can't help myself. i got to talk about him for a minute. Yeah. Um, when it comes to Northside and just Noah in general, I actually worked with him for the summer. Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes, and I know we talked about internships a little bit. Mine was a bit different because... Um, I'm technically not an employee because I can't drive yet. I'm working on that. Okay. But, you know, so they still let me come on as the media specialist intern to kind of learn a little bit and see how, you know, just the inner workings of the church work. Yeah. And, you know, people say, oh, yeah, staff meetings are boring. No, not Northside staff meetings. <laughs> no, those are fun. Because, yeah. you know, you're sitting there getting to know everything up until, like, December. Cause this is back in August or, like, yeah. July, and we're talking about stuff in December. And it's like, I'm the only youth that knows what's going on. <laughs> it's like, you know, this is so cool. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, I just learned so much from him how to learn to use InDesign and all how, like, the stuff works, like, with um, the technology in the back rooms. And, like, shoot, even, like, cleaning stuff out was fun just because I was doing yeah. it for, you know, Northside and stuff. Like, I think one day we cleaned out four closets or something. <laughs> but, you know, it was rewarding, though. Like, we, like... Yeah. You know, we worked hard. I remember, um, too, there was a 12-hour work day we had. We fed the Bridgman, um, you know, one day um, because it was, like, for band camp or something. Yeah. And um, I remember, oh, poor Noah, like, we had, um, because you can't drive a church van or whatever because, like, you have to be 25, I think. Okay. Um, And so instead of using the church van, we used a Jeep to carry, like, the food in there, and it was in tin pans. And, like, I think some of the green beans are, like, ripped. And so, like, some of the juice <laughs> got into his cushions of his Jeep. And his Jeep smelled like green beans for about a week. I was like, oh, my gosh. And not to mention, too, you know, how much he poured into me was so mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, he would come to my house every morning and pick me up. Like, that's how much he wanted me to be there. And you live in Lake Park. Yeah, I live in Lake Park. <laughs> and that meant so much. Like, I, you yeah. know, um, not just for my parents because they didn't have to drive me there, you know, and for the gas, but also like, you know, just cause that much, that much he cared and for me to yeah. learn, you know, and I've, and I'm still helping him some like, um, on Wednesdays and Thursdays, I go up there and help him with the next at Northside cards, just the little printouts. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'll still do that from time to time. And I'm just trying to help where I can, like this fall break, I'm going to be up there Monday and Tuesday yeah. helping another pastor out with the fall festival stuff. So let's, let's get into that a little bit. Why yeah. it is, there's a lot of things very shocking about you. Mm. Of just like good shocking. <laughs> but uh one like of them it. is your servant's heart. Yeah. Uh I grew up in church and my parents like when Jesus changed my dad's life specifically had huge impacts on the rest of the family like suddenly we're all involved in church and he instilled it in us like Sunday mornings we're getting there before anyone else. Mhm. Because we're going to set this place up. We're going to make sure donuts and coffee are ready. Yep. We're going to make sure that the plumbing works right for the baptism. Because there's always issues with that for some reason. <laughs> but uh, if a light was out, he's on it before the church even starts. Before the church even has, like, the rest of the people have even woke up right. to start their day. Yeah. My dad has me at the church. We're making sure everything's ready. Uh, all throughout the week, that's, that's what our lives was. Is you go to school. After school, we're probably going to be at the church doing something. 
whether it's, you know, my dad's preparing a lesson for the children's ministry or, you know, we are doing something with the youth ministry. We're just always involved. And so he instilled it in our family to have this servant's heart. One of the struggles we found at the bridge, though, is the bridge has a lot of people who have never been to church. Mm, mm-hmm. They don't know what a tithe is. They don't know uh, what, like, they don't even understand what baptism is. Like, mm-hmm. even, like, most people have a, a general idea of what baptism is. These people are like, I don't even, what, why are y'all, like, dunking people? Really? Like, wow. in the middle of a service. There's a lot of things that we're having to teach our people because they, mm-hmm. they just never grew up in church. They don't, they don't know yeah. this lingo. And one of the things is the the need to serve your local church. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, you've been at Northside for two years, and yet you're one of the people who have stood out. Like, I'm not a part of Northside at all. I just know of things that are happening at Northside. Yeah. And you're one of the things that are happening at Northside is Charlie Banks is, like, making a ton of noise. So what? why did you get so invested in your church and— I mean, you could be going to like hang out with your friends after school yeah. or anything. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I just love it. You know, yeah. it just it's you know partly the environment that the rest of the staff and all they create. You know, and also just what you're doing is to serve the Lord. You know, so why yeah. not? And um, you know, also too, when it comes to just my life and stuff, you know, I sit here and go, you know, He gave me that chance to live. Yeah. You know, because I mean, He could have said, "No, nah, you know, we, you know." it's fine you know you don't you know i don't want you here you know he could have said that i don't know what the plans were right but he said no you're gonna be on this earth so i'm not gonna waste that right yeah and we're gonna i'm gonna work for him and that's kind of my thought process behind it and why not work in one of the best places i'm biased but ever you know yeah with some of the best staff and um you know the person that's poured into me too is you know pastor jeff scoggins you know because i work with noah and if i'm like working with noah i'm working with pastor jeff too um you know, he poured into me and was asking me, all you know, like taking me to lunch and stuff, and you know, just asking me for my input, which meant a lot. It's like because I'm I'm here too, and he acknowledged that. Like it wasn't yeah. just I'm just sitting here. He was wanting me a part of the discussions um, when it came to like the Christmas stuff and all this stuff and all that, and that meant a lot. It's like you know, it doesn't matter if I'm you know, like super young. Yeah, he still wants me a part of that discussion, and you know, of course, I work with Daniel as well. Yep, you know. Being intern to intern, my gosh, he is the funniest guy in the world. You know, yeah. I think on my podcast, because I just did my 50th episode yesterday, yeah. like, I went back and listened. He said he was the resident fun guy at <laughs> Northside Baptist Church. Yeah. But, yeah, some really funny people and really, you know, amazing people. They just pour into you. And, you know, they've, they've all been extremely, extremely, um, you know, wonderful. Yeah. Um you know, they just, and it's funny now, they just expect me to be there. So I show up, like, hey, <laughs> like, you know, like I'll, um, you know, on Wednesdays and Thursdays, I'll get buzzed in by Ms. Brenna. And she's like, hey, you know, like it's it's not, uh, it's normal now. So I just show up and they yeah. just are like, you're here now. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think the only one that's like, it's like, oh, hey, what you doing? I think Pastor Robbie's the only one that kind of does that. But now, even now, he probably just expects it. Yeah. So, that's you nice. know, I'm just around. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the key, though, is... If you want to be plugged into your church, just be present. Yeah. Just show up. And, you know, when... So, my story at the bridge is I came here when I was in high school. Uh, my family, we had... Uh, there's a, a ton of things going on in the church I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And so, we exited. 
my family went somewhere else. Me and my older sister, because she was old enough to like go to her own church. Yeah. We she brought me to the bridge, and this was when the bridge was downtown in this mm-hmm. like shack, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tons of safety hazards there, but uh, I got plugged in there when I was in high school. Stayed there for like two years until I graduated, and after graduation, I went to uh, like a old school like reformed 1689 traditional baptist church oh boy so i went from like i I don't know if you've seen our stage up here the black walls so in the downtown building it was so like tight Mm -hmm. that there there's no light getting in at all yeah and it was just it was dark it felt like a bar most times because of the type of people we had coming and people serving is it was uh, a lot of the ministry that's been done at the bridge has a lot to do with uh, some rehab ministry that was going on in Nashville as well. Mm-hmm. So we had a ton of people from there. It was like edgy and dark, kind of like Cross Point, but probably a little bit more like rugged. Yeah. And uh, I go from that to a church that's singing out of a hymn book. Mm. And it's like, now I, I grew up with some of the hymns, Yeah. but it, it had been a while. Okay, and going from the bridge to yeah. that is culture shock yeah <laughs> i've done that before and i because i went and um me and my mom we went and supported one of the her members of her life group miles hanning because he was speaking at a i think old platteville and that's more of a traditional church and they were singing out of the himmel book and i was like what <laughs> in the world where's my screen yeah. at there was like, yeah and i'm like i was like so confused i mean i you know because it'd been a while since i'd read music you know i'm just not getting back into reading music because i'm in the choir now on north side yeah but it's like Oh my gosh! How yeah. do I read this? <laughs> oh, I was struggling. I was just kind of like mumbling the words, like mum, 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 like. Like I, I love that church. Uh, my friends still go there, and uh, man, they're, they're they are an incredible church. Just like me being the youngest person there, yeah, was uh, it was hard to connect with people because they're like they're retiring, yeah, and I'm like you're like starting my it. career, yeah, <laughs> but uh. There's incredible people there. It was just that crazy culture shock. And there wasn't even a guy who, like, actually knew music there. Like, they, Ethan Parker is just now, like, there. And mm-hmm. he's, like, classically trained. And he's, like, in theater. And he, like, tours the country doing shows and stuff like that. That's new. When I was there, we had a guy who couldn't keep a tune leading worship out Ooh. of a hymn book. And so it, it was just, it yeah. was, that was the atmosphere. But, uh. After two and a half years there, I was going through some like deconstruction, some things going on in my life, and find my way back to the bridge. Mm-hmm. And it was like God like calling me home of like you shouldn't have left to begin with, but I had to let you like be arrogant and zillful and all this stuff and yeah. work some things out. Fear or white, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I come back, and one of the things the bridge always struggled with was connection mm-hmm. because again, like people. This church is a new concept for a lot of these people, and this is a church plant. So it's not, there's no traditions or anything. This is all, we're figuring it out as we go. And one of the things they struggled with back then and even now was people just not welcoming. Mm -hmm. Like they might say, hey, to you at the door, but once you get in the sanctuary, you're on your own. Yeah. And you better. Every man for himself. Yeah. And me coming back to the bridge, I was like, man, what the heck is going on? Like, you guys know me at least. You could say like more than hey. Yeah. And when they didn't, it was like God challenged me. He's like, "You want to get involved in this church again? Just go and bug people. Mm. Like go bother them to death." 
And so I just started giving my numbers out, taking people to coffee. A lot of the people thought like that I was coming across there like, so like, are you a youth pastor here? Or are you like, like some leader here? I was like, no, I, I just came back like a week ago from a, a church I had been at for a couple years. I, I just wanted to get to know you. That's funny. <laughs> wow. Through that, though, and like showing up to everything, even I have nothing to do with the children's ministry here. I don't have kids, especially then. I was single Yeah. in my 20s, and I'm showing up to the, the children's functions just to, you know, you need help with anything? Yep. You need ice, like, taken to the cooler? You need chairs set up? Like, this is all I can really contribute here. Like, I can't contribute a kid because, you know, yeah. I'm single. But uh, just doing whatever I can to show up constantly mm-hmm. got me plugged into so many people's lives in the church and built so many connections. That's one of the things I, I really loved about your podcast is, and it's, I'm blanking on the name right now. Young Minds Podcast. Young Minds. Yep. I keep thinking of this, of Sound Mind. That's thing, Cody. They, yeah. Because yeah. I'm seeing that pop up constantly. But Young Minds Podcast, the thing I love about that is you are a, how old are you? 17. 17 year old. Yep. Who is radically getting involved in people's lives in the church. And you're, the thou, the, you're even only been there for like two years. Mm-hmm. But you've built all these connections now, and you actually know people's stories is incredible because I think sometimes the struggle church leaders will end up having is they get promoted to like a pastor or something like that, if we want to call that a promotion. Yeah. They get that job, and they start isolating themselves. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that happen with a lot of pastors is they kind of go off to their office throughout the week, and they become like the celebrity that like is untouchable. And then what's cool about you is – you're not the pastor. Nope. You're you're coming in and you're getting to know people in a way a lot of pastors would probably struggle with. Mm-hmm. And then you're recording and airing these conversations you're having with these people to where uh, Noah could be like, yo, I don't know who this person is, which I'd probably find shocking because I know Noah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he knows everyone. Yeah. But if Noah didn't know somebody or – a new member didn't know somebody. They could be like, I'm going to go to Charlie's podcast, look them up, get some some information. Yep. We all do it. We all like look at someone's Facebook and be like, hey, mm-hmm. what's up with this It'd guy? be a less stalkerish way yeah. of doing it. Yeah. yeah. And then what you've done is you create an opportunity for the people in your church to get to know the other people in your church mm-hmm. without having to do like the awkward work that we all have to do of, hey, what's your name? And then the person be like, uh, what are you doing? Yeah, like, you know, and that's for sure, like, for, and that's not just helped them, but that's also helped me, too, because sometimes I'll just, like, this is the first time I've had a conversation with said person. Like, I've maybe said, like, hey to him or whatever, but, like, that's it, and then I'll have, and then I'll have these conversations, and I'm like, oh, I know, you know, great, Yeah, you know, so it's been awesome, it's been really, really cool. What's been the hardest challenge of doing the podcast? Ooh, um, one of them would probably know, like, questions, of course, making sure they're appropriate um, for yeah. the person. Um, and also, too, like, with scheduling as well, you know, because people are so busy. Like, yeah. you know, one thing that shocked me was how easy it was to get Pastor Robbie on. You yeah. know, because, I mean, he is a busy man. Like, I mean, you know, and I got to talk with him right after a Wednesday night service. It was a 26-minute episode, and I was like, not everybody gets to sit down <laughs> yeah. with the main pastor of your church for 26 minutes. I mean, you know, that was... A really big deal, um, you know, and I've interviewed, like, and it's telling you, I've honestly have had a harder time interviewing kids my age 
rather than adults because we are so busy with school and stuff. Yep. It's nuts. I'm like, can you <laughs> yeah. just like chill out, like have a chill day and take it on like from with me? Like, come on. Yeah. You know, um, there's also that, but also to, you know, making sure that I don't overstep things. You know, like yeah. if I, you know, <laughs> I try not to like, if I know somebody's story ahead of time, like there was one that I just did and it's going to, it hasn't come out yet, but, um, you know, I let her write the questions out and then I just, you know, we just started talking about it because it was such a touchy testimony. I was like, yeah. let's just let you talk it. I know you want to do it and I want to do it as well, but you know, so that way you know what the questions are and so you're not nervous. Let's just, you know, and I just try to make people as comfortable as possible because I know this is a scary thing. Like yeah. you're telling your story, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, I mean, I just want to make it as easy as possible for people, you know? Yeah. I mean, I love that. Yeah. That's an interesting idea that you, you let them write their own questions. I mean, I usually don't, yeah. but like, you know, I usually write the questions out. Yeah. I know it's, I write them out, but like for one, I was like, yeah, I'll let you write them out because, you know, I mean, I want you to know what yeah. it is and be prepared. So how do you prepare for the people that you have? Like, this is your first time talking with them. Yeah. Um. So I mean, you have a little bit of background. You know, I know where they say if they were like, uh, you know, a choir member. Mm-hmm. I know that. So I'll kind of start that off as a base, you know. Um, and of course, there's always the youth questions I always ask. So there's that right there. Yeah. And then, you know, I might say like, you know, what, what's your job? How do you see God in it? And things like that. You know, simple questions like that. But then simple questions like that can spiral into just yeah. a full-on conversation. <laughs> so sometimes I don't put that many questions on, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And it just happens. Um, like with Noah, though, I could probably sit there and talk for him for hours. Yeah. You know? He was so easy to oh, talk yeah. to. Yeah. I loved that. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Noah, what was... How long did you intern with him? Just the summer? Uh, just the summer, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. but you're still like working kind yeah. of with him, basically. Okay. Yeah. So, what was... Let's see. What is something about Noah that you think most people would be shocked by? Um... As like he, he's a he's a young pastor. Yeah. There's tons of like stereotypes with that. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think is like something that you really found that you admired about him? Oh, that oh most there's, there's so know. much stuff that I and you know, I mean people probably have noticed this already, but like his uh you know, respect towards like um Kirsten, you know, yeah. that was something that stood out to me was like you don't see that in relationships anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, like she would she would ask him a question and he would just be like yes ma'am it does not matter how old they are it just yeah. stood out to me I was like you know and I was like oh my gosh this is so cool I don't see this like high school you don't see that yeah. anymore um, another thing too was just his willingness yeah. to help people too yeah. like if somebody said hey like I need your help Noah he would be right on it and, you mm-hmm. know that mean I'd be on it too because I'd be right behind him <laughs> yeah. but um, you know, there, that was another thing, too. I mean, you know, he always is doing something. I think he practically lives at Northside. Like, shoot, I even looked at the, um, like, Google Earth. If you go down the street view on Northside, his Jeep is parked in the parking lot. <laughs> um, you know, but, I mean, he just, like, you know, he's somebody that, I mean, I think, honestly, me and my friends, and well, we've talked about it. We just really, like, you know, he's a really big influence in our life, and we just want to look up to him. Yeah. I, mean, I do. I mean, because that was, like, honestly... You know, I remember talking to him even before I got the role, you know, role of the media specialist was, um, I want to shadow you. Like, is that a, is that something I can do? And he's like, maybe we can work something out. And then a few months later, you know, somebody else got the, the role and I was like, oh, darn, well, you know, maybe it's just not, not, you know, that's what the Lord wanted. So it's okay. And then a few months later, Pastor Jeff said, well, the role opened back up and I was like, 
I'll take it. Yeah, let's do it. And then, so, there you go. And yeah. I was just so blown away by that. It just, you know, and it's been so awesome to just keep helping him, really. You yeah. Because I know that he needs the, I mean, shoot, youth pastor, and then you're a media specialist, and then a college student, you need some help, bro. I want, let me take this <laughs> stuff off your plate. Yeah. You know? Um, but I've enjoyed every second of it. I mean, really, yeah. you know? I love that, too. I don't know how much you are, like, watching YouTube. But one of the things... Probably too much. Too much. I'm, I'm with you. Me and my wife, that's all we did last night. Yeah. Was to watch YouTube. Uh, we... I think it was a guy named Arak. Uh, he was talking about how you build a connection with Mr. Beast. Mm. And he said the, the way you collaborate with any creator is you add value to them. And I thought that was interesting because I ain't... I don't consider myself like we do the podcast, but it's like more like a hobby, fun thing for me to just like yeah. let out all my thoughts. Mm-hmm. But uh, when it comes to church ministry, that's why I do think about it. Is if you want to build a connection with somebody in church, especially like you want to like you wanted to get close to Noah and mm-hmm. learn from him. Yep. The way you do that is add value. Is like, hey Noah, you're you're doing a tons of things. How about I just like come alongside you and help you? Yeah. While you're also you're like observing him. You're you taking notes about how he handles ministry, how he handles conflict, how he even respects Kirsten. Yeah, like you're gaining so much knowledge just by being around him that it's worth you having to like mm-hmm. whether it's you taking out the trash in his office or helping him clear out the stuff on the computer, whatever yep. it is. That that's just uh, I, f- I feel like that's a really good perspective on how to build those connections too. Is just if, especially if there's someone in the church like Noah who's super busy, find a way to make their yeah. life easier, mm-hmm. and that be the way you. Yeah, I mean, like you, you know, they said it's the media specialist. <laughs> they should put me on staff as the all-round specialist. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just help you whenever. Um, like one of the, the mental rules I've had for myself, I guess you could say, is like, you know, because there's Sherry in the, the worship ministry. You have Sherry, Pastor Jeff, Daniel, and Noah. And one of the rules that I've kind of set for myself is. Help Miss Sherry first, because she's like the mom in the office. If I, you know, because I'm already on her good side, but I want to yeah. continue to be so. So, I help her with anything first, like on Wednesday or Thursday, and then I'll go jump in anything Noah wants me to do. It's just kind of like a thing yeah. that I do. So, you know, makes me feel good that yeah. I do that. What's uh with the podcast? Yeah. What's your goals with it? Do you have Ooh. any, or is it just like I want to just keep interviewing people at Northside, or are you like, I, I know y'all, you have like a, you're part of some. Uh, I don't know, cohort Groups. collaboration or whatever with yeah. the, like, I don't even know what's On called. Fire Productions. On Fire, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, what, what's the goal with your podcast specifically, and then what's the purpose of collaborating with yeah. these other guys? Um, So, you know, my podcast, honestly, it started, like, because um, I saw, you know, Cody do it from on, of Sound Mind, you know, and I was like, because I was friends with him, believe it or not, on TikTok, okay. and then we met, and then he was doing this podcast, and I was like, this looks fun, I'll support you, why not? And then I went on his podcast, and I had so much fun with it. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so fun. And so I started my own, and then it exploded. I was yeah. like, what in the world? You know, because, I mean, it really took off after episode 15, which is Pastor Obvious, because then it just diversed. Yep. Um, but it really just blew me away of, like, what the Lord can do with a podcast like this. Because mm-hmm. it's like now, it's been to, I think, 11 countries, I think, around the world. And it's just nuts that my voice is being heard. <laughs> yeah. You know? And um, even if you can't understand me, hey, you know? Um, I mean, yeah, that, I would say, you know, the, the goal of it, I mean, just to, 
help people, really. You know, because I get, like, for, especially for you today, you know, like, there's so many temptations and everything, and if they can get some bit of good content, maybe just for, I don't know, 15 minutes a day, mm-hmm. you know, why not? And why not I do it? Cause, you know, my friend Donovan, which he is from Call to Act, you know, he said that, and this is for the On Fire stuff, you know, he said that it's what it's going to be as a production company. That's why it's On Fire Productions. And, you know, he was, had a vision on his heart that, you know, for years, you know, you look at all this content, the kids are um, being shown, and it's not good stuff, right? Yeah. Well, you know, he's like, the Lord was told him, told him, if you don't like it, do it yourself. Make it yourself. And so that's what he's trying to do um, along with us is make, you know, Christian content and that. take over all mediums. Um, but all of them have been a really big influence on, you know, just the podcast, like, you know, like helping me and figuring out what to do next, especially Cody and Donovan. They've been kind of like the podcast crew that I yeah. actually had both of them on at the same time um, in an episode. That was chaotic, but that was really fun. Nice. Um, but yeah, they've, I'm really excited to see where that's going to go, yeah. honestly. I like that mindset of <laughs> if you don't like it, do something about it. That's yeah. what Robbie tells some of the people at our churches. They're like, if they complain, he's like, oh, you, like, you want to make this place better? You, it out. sounds like God's calling you to do it. You, yeah. should, do, you should do that. Uh, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. So with the, it's not called On Fire Productions. Yeah. So, how many of like different podcasts are y'all? Do y'all have already? So, uh, it's actually it's a very diverse group of people. So you have me with a podcast, Donovan has a podcast, Cody has a podcast, um, Jesse Lucas has one, um, Antoine McGee has one, and then I think there's like three other people that don't have podcasts but they're music related. Okay. So. You have like um, making worship music, or like, well, they're just... doing like they're doing like Christian hip hop, like underground, like nice. stuff. yeah. Okay, so, cool. um, it's not my thing, but hey, <laughs> it, you know, it's going to reach people. So that's all that matters. Yeah, is um, I think it's uh, Jake, um, and then you got Chris, and then there's oh my gosh, there's somebody else. There may not be anybody else. If there is, I feel really bad for leaving them out. Yeah, no, there may not be anybody else, but um. Yeah, it's just this really cool group of um, people that we're trying to just make this happen. And um, all these ideas, my gosh, we had like a, a meeting like last month, and it was like, oh my gosh, all these ideas are going to make my head explode. <laughs> but they're all really, really good. That is really cool. And also have a nonprofit, too, if you want to talk about that. What's your nonprofit? Operation Patriotism. It's okay. to help first responders and, um, you know, just to support them, honestly. Because if you remember in 2020, all that stuff that went down with them, yeah. you know, I just felt so bad for them. I was like... We need let's let's have them out a little bit. And yeah, so, my uh, my in laws are are they both first responders? And, yeah, uh, it. I I don't come from a patriotic family. I don't come from a, even first response. Like we have uncles and grandpas who are. Yeah, but my I mean my dad you know, he was a cabinet builder. Yeah, <laughs> and my mom's a pharmacy technician. So we like we didn't grow up with any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. One of the interesting things, but things about being married to a daughter of two first responders mm. is the things you don't think about. Of, I remember there's, it wasn't this last hurricane. I think it was one maybe last year or something like that. Me and her talking and her being filled with anxiety mm-hmm. because while I like I don't. If a storm happens, I'm going to sleep. I'm like, yeah, I guess it's an opportunity cool to take. Or like whatever, yeah. Yeah, because. I'm like, I can't stop a tornado. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? I'm just going to take a nap, and hopefully it doesn't hit me. But my wife, it was different for her. 
tornado happens, any type of storm happens, she knows her parents are getting called in. Yep. And she doesn't know when she's going to see them next. It might mm-hmm. be days. And it was just this whole different uh, life of we don't probably realize unless you're connected to someone who is a first responder how much the family even goes through. Mm-hmm. Which is just – even uh, whether it's like the cop issue or anything like that, there's so much anxiety and fear just for the people who – are the loved ones of those people yeah. that they're having to go through. And there's that's a whole messy situation. I mean, Robbie's talked about it before, but there's definitely needs – I like the idea of you finding a way to speak life into that situation and care for those, those people, those families, and show them love. Because mm-hmm. I think that's that's how you – I mean, that's how anything – Yeah. You, you help anything. Yep. Is you don't just sit back and you like you critique it or anything like that. Yeah. Critiques are like valid, but you you do something. Yeah. Again, like what your dude said. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you see a problem, you fix it. Yep. And I, I think that's incredible, man. And you know, one thing that I kind of said was like one benefit to becoming a little bit older is that you know you see these issues, but you can actually do something about it. Yeah. Like you know, with being a teenager, you can actually get up and do something about it. Like yeah. you know, you're not hopeless or whatever. Um, I. Okay, you're, that was a question I did have prepared. Yeah. Was you being a teenager, as a, like, you are no doubt sold out to Jesus. <laughs> yeah. There's no denying that. What is probably, help, help me understand, because I work yeah. in youth ministry, but mm-hmm. I, granted, I'm working with middle school students. High uh-huh. school students are. Completely different ball game, yeah. Very different ball game. They struggle with, they're like. How I describe it is the middle school, why I love hanging out with them, is because they are so energetic still about Mm -hmm. life. They're pumped up. They're like, yeah, Mm -hmm. anything is awesome. High school, depression has hit, anxiety (laughs) has hit, drama about girlfriends, boyfriends, all that stuff. They're they're just like way down. They're like, I can't can't even deal with it, dude. How is a high school student, are you – are you handling your your faith and how it's impacted your life yeah. and consumed so much of your life? Like, mm-hmm. what what would what would you say is like the biggest temptation or struggle you're you're facing, or the people you mm-hmm. know are facing that you're your age? Yeah. Um, at least for me, you know, the two things would be like if you go to public school, you know, you're trying to you don't want to like fit in, but also you know like. So you don't want to like laugh or say anything that like be like oh lord you know but you know sometimes it's like whoops you know it slipped out or whatever yeah um there's that and also too like you know of course like for guys like you know the lustful thoughts things like that you mm-hmm. know that's probably the two biggest um you know and the lord still works for me on that like every single day um as a married guy yeah i'm, yeah. I'm with you <laughs> um but yeah i would say for you know for uh for high schoolers like in general like guys and girls probably like just trying to like figure out a way to you know follow your faith but also go to these public schools and you know make friends but also don't jeopardize your faith you know yep. that's, that's a hard thing to do um because i have plenty of friends who they're not christians but i'll tell you one thing though that's interesting is i'm preparing for this i'll take talk about it in a minute preparing for this really big episode and i've been giving out like question airs for like from the students and people have been asking questions to me about this all because i've been handing out that paper huh. and i'm like well, would you look at that? Like, you know, <laughs> you know, you don't know what will happen if you just do one little thing. Yeah. You know, what questions am I getting answered or asked? Um, it, you know, so these, I would say these kids are very curious. 
you just got to start the conversation. Like, yeah. a lot of them aren't. I've said that. Like, and then I think Jesus Revolution, the film hit on it pretty well. You know, and it's the same way it was in the 70s to where it is now. These kids are looking in the wrong place. Like, they're searching, but they're looking in the wrong places. Yeah. You know, like they're looking into drugs and weed and stuff. No, you'd be looking at Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's the way I look at it. It's, yeah. Yeah. What do you think about, because we, we kind of hit on like yeah. YouTube. What do you see with uh, probably more famous people your age? Are you encouraged by some of the influencers and people that are in the spotlight that like kids can look up to? Or are you more discouraged and you're like, oh, God. I'm discouraged by that. Yeah. I mean, I mean well, okay, so... If you look at the Christian content creators, that you know, they're very, they're awesome. You know, yeah. I love those, but like, they're not getting as much spotlight as these worldly ones. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you know, and I won't like one. I can think off the top of my head is like Doja Cat. We probably, I don't know if you saw what she <laughs> did, but like, oh my gosh, yeah, shocker. Um, well, actually, I'm not shocked by it, but yeah. what in the world, right? Um, you know, these kids are like looking at it, and I'm like, why? You know, yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Like you know, it may be, it may feel good in the moment, but it's not going to be good um, years down the road. I promise. Yeah. You know. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, when I was in high school, became a Christian. I had an incredible youth pastor, kind of similar to Noah, and that I just wanted to be around him yeah. because it was so mind blowing to me, as someone who grew up in church, that there was someone who whose life really like looked like Jesus. Like this dude, mm-hmm. he, he does a lot of things. He said Noah does for you. Uh, he'd come pick me up. He did an internship. He created an internship for me. He didn't even know what to do with me. Yeah. He was just like, yeah, just be around me. It's like, just show up. Yeah. And he taught me how to read my Bible, how to study theology. Like he introduced me to so much incredible things. Um, but one of the things that I did struggle with throughout high school was uh, discipline of reading your Bible. Mm-hmm. So how have you like how would are you struggling with reading your Bible? Yeah. Uh, what are things that you have found that helps? What What are things that you're like gotta still work on that? Yeah, I mean I still gotta work on it. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, just because like you get caught up and you get busy, right? Yeah. And you know, and other things like that. And also, it's not that I don't want to read it. It's also like I've just never been like an avid reader. Like I'm yeah. not like oh yeah like you know I've never been just like yeah I'm gonna sit down and read something you yeah. know. Um, if it's a, rather if it's a Bible or not, you know, and um, so, but yeah, that's something I need to work on definitely. One thing I've been doing, and this is something with the on fire people, we've been doing a U version devotional every week. Nice. Um, so that's helped a little bit, but of course that's not the same as like diving yeah. into you know the Word. That's something I definitely need to work on. There, and it's like it's funny because you know I hear it all the time like on these podcasts, like you know diving into your Word, like you know read the <laughs> Bible, and it's like why don't I do what they're saying? <laughs> like you know. It's hard. Yeah, it is. I think you said it early early on in this episode, uh, like with Noah teaching through the book of Exodus. Yeah. He's making it like more accessible to to you guys where you're at, this really ancient text. And I think that's that's something people, uh, especially like Bible teachers in the West, we don't give enough credit towards when it comes to people struggling with reading the Bible. Is the Bible is not an easy book to just Mm-mm. you don't just open that up. I mean, you, some people it works for them. They just open it up, they put their finger down, they're like verse of the day. Oh yeah, I know what that yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
But for most people, if you're really diligent and you're like, I really want to understand this book. You got to really study it. Yeah. it you got to really study it. There's a there's a process you got to go through. You can't just be like, okay, I'm just going to start reading Leviticus. You got to understand who wrote Leviticus, like why they wrote it. There's context you got to take in. And uh, I, I think that's something that we, we got to give a little bit more credit towards people who, mm-hmm. who struggle reading their Bible. Is It's an ancient book. Mm-hmm. Like No one says... Go read Shakespeare every day and just understand it. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, if you're going to read Shakespeare. Like, yo, we're going to give you some resources. We're going to give you like some summaries, how to understand how this language works because they talked differently back then. And uh, I think the same with the Bible. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, Honestly, yeah. Yeah. I was telling uh, Berlin yesterday about how it is crazy that we – we tell people to go like read the Bible, but we don't tell them like about how to like understand context and how like the tools of how to read your Bible. And it, and for a lot of people, if you've never read the Bible, you don't understand like the 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 context it's actually built in. Like there's a whole world there, and it's in my mind, I was like, it's kind of like telling someone to go watch Avengers mm-hmm. or like a Spider-Man movie. That person have no idea that there's comic books that these movies are pulling off of, mm-hmm. and the comic book is completely different than the movie. Yep. And it's like we we do the same thing with the Bible is we're like go listen to the sermon or something, but like there's a whole book that this sermon came from, and mm-hmm. this, the the book is way different than the, even the sermon. Even like the best preachers, like we only can give you a glimpse of what like the beauty that's in the Bible. Right. Man. Yeah. So what is, let's see, when you're talking to the other kids at your school about your faith and Jesus, mm-hmm. what are some of the pushbacks mm-hmm. that you're getting? What we yeah, that's not even correct grammar. No, no, what's no, the I, pushbacks I, I, I you're what getting? You mean, yeah, and uh, but then also, what's the thing that's encouraging you the most about that? So you know, it's kind of it's weird because it's kind of like a fifty-fifty a little bit yeah. at times because. There's one kid, and I'm not going to say his name, of course, but, <laughs> you know, sometimes I just got to, like, I just kind of like, got to leave it alone because and he just likes to argue, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. I haven't figured out a way to navigate around that yet, you know, and help him yeah. understand because it's like, if there's people that are, in, at least in my head, it's like, if there's people that want to know and are asking questions, I'd rather go to them and tell them rather than argue with you and waste my time, yeah. you know, because it's just like... Like stop! Like I'll, I'll gladly tell you what I believe, but you got to hear me out. Like yeah. you know, and instead of just saying da, 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 I'm like, hey, this is what I believe. If that's what you believe, yay, okay, yeah. good for you. <laughs> but you know, so in that regard, it's a bit discouraging. However, the ones that I've been talking to, and this is in the same class, by the way. So you got ones arguing, and the others, I, uh, you know, um, they're curious, but. You know, they were talking to me the other day, and they, and I'm just telling them straight up the simple answers, you know. I'm not making it fancy or nothing. And they're like, man, I've learned more from you than probably, like, if I walked into a church, you know. They just, I guess, yeah. understand it because I'm putting it simple, you know. Because I know some churches, they try to make it fancy and all this stuff. And I'm like, people aren't going to get that. Yeah. Make it simple. Like, you know. And that's what they say with that prayer, right? Don't make it fancy. Make it simple. Yeah. Because... I mean, and that, that's what I try to do. It's like, because I know one thing, I'm not going to understand if it's fancy or not. <laughs> so, I'm, so I might as well just, uh, you know, keep it simple, right? Yeah. Yeah. I but, think, yeah. Um, 
do you have any desire to do ministry? Like go into ministry like as a pastor or mm, well, you know, I've, tra- I've trust me, I've thought about it. Of course <laughs> it's been in my head. But you know, as of right now, no. But you know, I'd rather stick with like the media stuff because that's just been my stuff. Yeah. Um, and that may be where it ends. I don't yeah. know. And just helping around, you know, I, I have no idea. But you know, of course, that's what Noah did. You know, he went <laughs> on and yeah. you know was the media specialist, and now he's a youth pastor. So I won't say no because yeah. I don't know what the Lord's going to do. But as of right now, no. But you know, I'm not saying I couldn't be like a motivational speaker or something. I've heard the people say that that I could be that, and I'm like. Yeah, if if they'll let me, I'll, you know, yeah. who knows? I'll, I might. Have they started letting you do the announcements yet? No, they Dude. need to. I, I cracked up <laughs> when you said that. I cracked up so hard when you said that. I was like, oh my gosh, the next Jimmy Fallon. Like, <laughs> uh, you, I'll, to wrap up this episode, man. Yeah. Seriously, you listening to? I haven't listened to every episode, mm-hmm. uh, but the episodes I have listened to, very encouraged by you. Because you do have this energy to, towards you, and this, like, you're excited about the people in your church. And I love that because with all the things that we could say that's wrong about the church right now, yeah, the fact that you're like, yeah, but let me show you, like, in a cover for you, what's really going on, the beauty in these people's lives, what's really happening. I mean, the testimonies that you're sharing of people are. I, I would think are breaking walls down so that people outside can listen to it and be like, oh, there is someone like me in the church. Mm-hmm. They're not all perfect. Because we're not. One thing that has like stood out is like some people, you know, I've heard they've said, oh, I don't want to come on because, you know, my testimony is I grew up in church. That's encouraging to people. That doesn't yeah. happen as much anymore. Yeah. That's what they, you know, people want to hear that. They're like, oh my gosh, people still grow up in church. Yeah. Yes, they do. My buddy Kobe, uh, he's a, headmaster at highland christian academy and we uh we recorded an episode and then we like scrapped it because we wanted to go a different direction with it Mm -hmm. but it was about christian education and uh one of the things that me and my wife we had kind of like the stereotype of of, or like this misconception was all kids in a christian school are they're they're just christians Mm -hmm. why would i want like i want my kids the whole idea of into the fray is I want my kids to be around people of different mm-hmm. views and backgrounds and stuff like that because that's who I am as a person. Like if you came to our house and you looked at our bookshelf, you're going to see people who are on far right, far left on there. You're going to see some comedians. You're going to see some historians. You're going to see people who are gay or trans. That's just the bookshelf. That doesn't even like account for the people who are actually coming at the dinner table with us. And like we, we want to be surrounded by people who challenge our faith. Well, Kobe, he he said this thing. He's like, yeah, the misconception is that everyone in that school, all, all those students are Christian. Mm-hmm. He said, if you sent your kid to a Christian school, you would be shocked at how many of those students aren't Christian because they have to work their own faith out. The only difference between a Christian school and a public school is at the hierarchy level is the teachers and the staff are pouring a Christian worldview down mm-hmm. instead of uh, a worldly worldview. But the students are still the same from the public school to yep. the Christian school. You just you might have a little bit more of an increase of like a, a, a Christian uh, student body. But they're still struggling the same things. They're still watching the same YouTubes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, yeah. <laughs> it's also super encouraging with you about 
not only that you're shedding light on all these people's stories in your local church, but then the servant's heart as well. And I, I just, I think you, even speaking to you for like the last hour or so, you have an excitement that I love. And it's the reason I love working with the middle school is because there's so much depression, anxiety in our world oh, right yeah, now. Oh, yeah, 100%, yeah. Uh, me and my wife struggle with it. Most of the people in our live show, our pastor has came on here and he's talked about how he struggles with depression. And to have someone like you who, I don't think you're numb to any of that. You probably, you have your own struggles and your own temptations you're fighting and wrestling with. But the fact that you're still able to come through and be like, yo, God is awesome. I love my church family and I'm going to build all these people up around me and I'm going to add value to their lives. That's just uh, mm-hmm. super incredible, man. Yeah. And, you know, and for people that are listening that have come on the podcast, I just thank you so much for your time. Because, you know, it, that, that's not, you know, you're taking time out of your day yeah. to come and talk to me. <laughs> you know, I mean, sometimes I wonder, it's like, what in the world? Why you want to come talk to me? But I'm glad you did. Um, you know, I've had some people that are like, you know, why? You know, why me? Right. And I'm like, well, everybody's got a story. You yeah. Know? And you never know what the Lord's going to do with it. You know, so that's why I'm like. You know, because somebody did ask me that. They were like, you know, recently, why, why'd you pick me? You know, and I'm like, well, you have a story, don't you? You're here at Northside for a reason. Yeah. So let's get you on. You yeah. Know? And um, I'm really excited to see what's going to happen in the future. Like, uh, you know, Pastor Avi just recently asked me, well, not recently. This has been something that's been in the works for a while. On November 1st, on a Wednesday night, I'm going to take over that Wednesday night. And we're doing a live episode in the sanctuary. Oh, wow. Um, okay. With Noah, Robbie, and Randy. And we're going to have questions ready, and, and the as questions come from, you know, those questionnaire sheets. Yeah. They come from kids at Lounds, kids in the youth group, and adults at Northside. So they're coming from different groups of people. Yeah. And we're going to ask it, and it's about 45 minutes long, you know. I'm really excited for it, and I'm also very nervous about it. But, yeah. you know, hey. So you're hosting it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I'm going to be up awesome, on the stage outside <laughs> hosting this thing. Maybe I can get past right with you, like, hey. You know, introduce it, and then uh, <laughs> you know, I'll host it. Yeah, but that's exciting, really man. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Of course, I enjoyed every second.